Today's episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collection has become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. Hey guys, Evan from GymAware. We're really happy to be supporting Tastemayer's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is GymAware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The GymAware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you want to learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach Domain's podcast, Outside the Rack. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 95th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper in the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Assistant Director of Athletics for Sport Performance at the University, excuse me, at St. Louis University, Rob Hornet. Rob, man, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Jay. Excited to be on. Yeah, man. Appreciate talking to you. This time it's not at half court, so it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's not at half court. It's not in a mask. It's not with a bunch of crazy looking cutouts staring at us, you know. But nah, man, I'm glad we get to catch up here. I'm glad things are good. But before we get too far into it, buddy, who is Rob? Yeah, um, I know we talked previously and we talk all the time, but I'm a pretty boring guy. I'm a guy who comes home after work, walks his dog with his wife um, and uh, tries to zone out when he's away from the office a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm a pretty boring dude. Um, youngest of three brothers from uh, originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, and kind of been a gypsy in this field. Uh, moving all over the country but yeah boring dude to walks his dog and uh hangs out with his wife so that's that's about it majority of strength coaches are pretty pretty similar to that i i would expect yeah i don't know whether i should feel like a sense of camaraderie to that statement or if i should be insulted yeah because <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know what are you doing I'm going to go home and, you know, the two of us are going to walk the dog and then just nothing. Like, that <laughs> sounds, that sounds pretty darn great. I don't know. Yeah. Like, shoot. But no, nah, man, like a, a gypsy in the, in the field, I think is a, 
an interesting way to, to say it, but a guy who's you know spent some time in the league, been down here at UVA, and now back up. You know, guy's got a great team up there at SLU, man. There's, I'm sure there's been ups and downs and times where there's been kind of aha, you know, moments throughout your career. So if you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yeah, I think um, first, early in my career, I was under a guy named Stefan Underwood. And Underwood um, he's at Exos now. And first thing he taught me is really how to filter information. So see what is good information coming into the field and decipher for yourself. Is it something that I can use in my programming or is it some BS that's not going to help my athletes? So I say the same thing to my staff all the time. Is the juice worth the squeeze? So that's a big thing. Like, are what is what you're doing going to help your program and your athletes? If it's not, you're probably wasting your time. So that's one big thing that I kind of go with. And then the other thing I talk about after my time uh, with the Pacers, I worked at uh, Exos in the special uh, special forces unit, and I, I had to talk to generals and people that were way above my pay grade all the time. It was easy to sell them. And then I went to UVA and had a deal with sports coach and had those interactions daily with them and my time with Mike Curtis and being able to learn to sell uh, yourself and your program to your coaches. So I think I, I never wanted to be in sales, but you're in sales and in life and being able to sell what you want to do with a coach is the big thing that kind of taught me, like I can still do what I want to do, but I have to verb it in a way that the coach is going to like what I'm doing. When I first got here, Travis wanted to run miles times. So I was like, well, that's probably not the best idea. And here's why. So being able to sell what you want to do for your program and get what you want done still that's making it the coach's way a little bit, but also your way. So I think being able to sell is a big thing that I learned a lot from my time with Mike and being able to sell what you want to do and why you want to do the things you want to do in a program. He wanted the guys that he brings in to run miles. Originally. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he's open into it so you just the same thing being able to sell what you want to do but yeah mile times for summer yeah yeah but he's all on board so just you have to have to talk him through the the way you want to do things and why we're doing it and how it's applicable to the sport you're actually playing right now so for those of you that are curious as to why my reaction was that way i, I would like you to go and go to youtube or something and or ESPN plus and watch them play a game uh, this past season. Um, they they got don't some, look like runners. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> they, they've got, they've got some big dudes on that team. Like there's a, yeah, I couldn't imagine that. I don't want to run a mile. I couldn't. Imagine no, I, I don't run miles. And I tell the guys that all the time. So we won't, we won't be doing that ever. So I couldn't imagine big Hoss out there running a mile. No, no, he wouldn't have done it. My first guy here either. So. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that wouldn't happen. That I don't doubt either, but you know, you're looking at those things and figuring out these ways, you know, how you can communicate with coaches to get them to buy in and the players and get them to, you know, to, to be sold in the program and really like learning how to have a good BS filter all those things start with being able to ask questions. Yep. That leads us to number two, bud. If Rob could ask one question and he knows he's going to get the answer to it, what would that be and why? A uh, big thing for me is how can I develop 
better qualities for our athletes. What am, what am I missing? So what's the next thing that's going to help drive performance for our athletes and contribute to staying healthy on the field and winning games? So whatever I can find, what's going to be the new trend, if it's going to work, um, is that BS filter going to filter it out? Um, what's going to be the next trend that's going to help evolve our field? Yeah, and I think all too often people just see the trend and they dive on it, you know, like they see something neat on Instagram and all of a sudden it's like the, instead of having a little filter to it, it's almost FOMO that gets everybody to dive right into it. Yep. That's kind of scary, you know. And the same thing, like reaching out to network, you, my other people I've worked with before and say, hey, how do you feel about this? Have you done a course? Have you, who have you? You learn from what research have you seen on this? I think that's the other deciding thing. So having that network is the big, the big key to all that as well. Yeah, man, of course. And I think though, with that constant desire to expand and learn and grow and bring in the good and block out the bad, it's a lot added into, you know, you being an AD and then having also, you know, the responsibility of one of the top programs in the country. So at some point, Rob's got to come back to neutral. So what's your escape, bro? I know I talked about my my walking with my wife and my dog, but uh, recently I, I can't believe it. I never thought being an ex-football player who loves lifting weights that I would actually like uh, cycling. So I actually got into cycling over the last year. Uh, I pop in a podcast and I can ride for two hours and get away from the world. And I really, really enjoy it. I'm not running so we've talked about our deep hatred of running so but i did get into cycling over the uh over quarantine and i read about 150 miles a week if i can get away hopefully that's uh that time's gonna be cutting getting cut into soon but um yeah i get a get out for cycling and try to get away from the facility when i can um but also i do read about sports performance a lot so those are the two things if i'm doing anything i'm usually cycling doing stuff around the house or reading about sports performance Cycling like out on a road, like road bike. Out on a road, yeah. I got a pretty nice road bike. My let my wife let me buy a bike. I want to buy another one, but that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out on the road probably about a, get a hundred fifty miles a week uh, when basketball's not in session. About eighty yeah. when basketball is in session. But yeah, those are some cold rides. Five months out of the year. Yeah, yeah. Once, if it's above 40, uh, my father-in-law rides a lot, so um, he kind of gave me some some intel about right temperature. So if it's above 40 degrees, I'm I'm usually riding in the morning. That's, that's rad, man. That's really yeah. awesome. You know, and I think that finding those things, you just can't zone out too much on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Here in St. Louis, I, if, if you're ever in St. Louis again and not on a team bus, it is lawless on the streets here. So I try to get outside the city because people are running red lights, stop signs like it's nobody's business. I've never been in a place like this when it comes to drivers. Uh, so I usually drive, ride my bike across to Illinois and I'll get on some country roads where I don't have to worry about cars really. That's awesome, man. That's great. Well, Rob, truly appreciate your time, man. It's great to see you. I'm glad you're doing well, brother. And, and we'll be in touch real soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, man. Cheers.